0: no next topic man is uh the third one man so why, why are we running businesses and not working um in the corporate field like what what made you guys choose to run your own business what's the whole hype you work all day you work 16 hours a day whether you're working or not you can't shut your brain off you're constantly thinking of it you know let's hear it cassius let's go i'll start
1: i'll start us off um, I think my uh, my answer to this has changed over the years. I think um, before when I was younger, I uh, I would always I always felt that I needed to 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 be like a business owner, or, like run my own shit strictly from the strictly from running away from having a boss. Right, that was the initial motive. Was like I don't want to be restricted to like. I don't want to be in a sandbox. Don't put me in a sandbox. I want to do my own thing. And I don't want someone to tell me what to do. And it was because I've had shitty managers and shitty bosses in every job that I had. Every job I had, I would get absolutely shit on. I never had an opportunity to... I never had an opportunity to learn and grow within any role that I was in. I always felt like I was... if you he shows up he does this thing if he doesn't doesn't matter so what i did never mattered mattered enough had it mattered i could have been molded into into something like i even think about my my the previous agency that i worked with i bent over backwards for the person that i worked for and i think about it i'm like had he molded me had he just allowed to put a little bit of gas on the flame and allowed me to cultivate that energy why would i think about having a business of my own why would i need to go have a business of my own if i'm if i'm in a position where i'm being able to grow and learn and make mistakes be able to make mistakes and not get fucking fired or get shit on or cussed at or whatever the case may be. And so I've never had a position where I've been able to have that. Now, I know, I know there's a, a, a lot of people who are in the corporate space who are lucky to have that, who have amazing managers, who they work 20 or 30 years in a company. And there's a reason for that. There's a reason why people stick to a job is because they have amazing managers and they have amazing way of working up that ladder. So why, why leave that system? But for me, after my third or fourth gig, I swore, I made a fucking promise to myself. I was like, I'm not I'm am, I am gonna get out of this system because I just can't I don't have people that who are above me that that see what I have. Because I have hunger, I have drive, I have ambition, just like everybody everybody in this room. But I haven't had someone who was above me mold that. I, if there was, I might be sitting here and saying something completely different so on top of that i'm just add this my answer has changed so before the motivation was get out of the system my answer today is is ownership i want to be able to own my time i want to be able to own my assets i want to be able to own my schedule i want to be able to own my day not i could have somebody above me that's not I, i i can easily work under somebody that's not a problem but my whole mindset going into my 30s and onwards is about ownership. So how do I own my time? How do I own the things that I am doing and the things that I'm creating, the rights, the copyrights, the, the things I'm creating? That's why I love video because every time I create a video, it's from fucking scratch. It's, it's a blank canvas. I'm, I'm, I'm making this thing that is not in the world and I own that. I own the rights to it. I do it for other businesses, but I own that. I, I own that and I own my time and I own my project. So I think for me, it was initially get out of it, get out of the system because I hate my bosses. I hate the people that I work with. I hate being in the system. I need to escape. And now it's about I want to own my time. So if, even if I had somebody that was above me or I worked for, as long as I own, I have ownership in some way, shape or form, whether that's equity whether that's time whether that's flexibility whether that's any of those things if i have some give me give me a piece of the pie i'm i'm interested i'm 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 in it that's my piece
2: <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> wow.
1: all right Krom, you were gonna say something i know sorry i cut you off there but i just wanted to finish my no my i point. i think
2: i i agree like oh kind of hit it on the nail definitely creativity like when i was a kid i remember i used to think like the people that were always in suits, driving nice cars. And I used to live in Abu Dhabi, so I used to see Ferrari as, Ferrari's Lambos as every second, third car, right? And I'd always see these guys, and I'm like, what do these guys have that we can't work towards having? And I think that thought was always, like, in my head. And as a kid, I, I was delusional enough to think, you know, one day I'm going to have one, one as well. And as, as we kind of, like, work our way towards that stepping stone, I think what really made me think about why I wanted to have my own business is because ownership of my time was very important. How could I spend like when when I used to think about how could my dad spend more time with me or how could families spend more time with one another It's ownership of your time. And you can't have that. If you're working for somebody, you're always liable to their time. You're always liable to their, um, hours. Right. And for, for me, I was like, if I'm trying to retire by 40, or spend time with my kids by 40, I gotta make moves that lead up to that. How can I ever have that if I work corporate? So I think that, that itself was like a spark at the start, but at the same time, being able to be creative and have it my way, cause I've had opportunities and job offers to join people who have had, um, like who have wanted to mold me into the creative spark that they see me as, right? So I kind of disagree with you in that in that regard, because even though you're talking about had the media company molded you and gave you that benefit, I think the fact that you're still running Q Films, you're still running and understanding, and you have that inner itch to grow, I think there would have been a time period where you would have figured out enough and then had the thought, well, what do I need them for? Why can't I do this myself? So I think I've always had that itch to be like, you know, I think I could do this myself. And- I've proven myself right more than I've proven myself wrong by trying and I failed plenty of times doing it. But at the end of the day, like when you see certain sparks, like even when Omid was ready to quit his job, I was the one telling him, bro, I've seen the other side of this. If I can do it part time and I'm kind of like dipping my feet into the waters, I know for a fact you can. And the reason why I said it is because I saw the same thing in Omid. It pained him. He wanted to grow. He's always looking for 5, 10, 15 steps ahead. And when you're thinking 5, 10, 15 steps ahead, nothing's going to satisfy you. Me and Omid were actually earlier having a, a nice chat and I was leaning back. I was look, we were looking at the Tesla. I was like, you know, bro, it was crazy. Like if you, three years ago, I would have been so happy and been like, man, that's crazy I have a Tesla. And then now there's a part of me that still itches for more. So I think people who have that inner desire, and I even said this to Omid, I used to feel bad for wanting more. But now i understand it's not the the materialistic things that i want it's the growth that i like and if you're always looking to grow it's really hard to work for somebody else because there's gonna be limiting factors limited creativity limited um, power in terms of how things are done and if you want it done your way it's definitely not going to be happening if you're running corporate Mm.
0: very nice wow i'm going to ask you guys both a quick question Before I uh, open up my monologue, (laughs) no, this 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 question hits, man. This question hits. It's life changing for me. Um, How do you guys track your success? What's one thing you do to track your success? I want it kind of. I want a number. I want it like. What is it? Is it? Is it how much you make? Is it uh, how many people you get in front of a week? Is it what is the acquisition that happens in what you do that you're tracking? Actionable items for me
1: actionable items. so the amount of work that i produce on a week to week basis so how do you, how do you track I, that so so for example if i the things that i i say right the things that i say for example if i want to get a project done do i get it done when okay i'm going to get you know what i mean or like making x amount of calls how many actionable items did you have last week oh uh, i don't i don't know the exact number but
0: okay but so like I have so, is, okay, so for me for you... me
1: i have a list so every week i have a list yeah and if
0: I can get through that list, what's on the list? That's a, sauce. That's, a that's the secret sauce. Well, okay, like just like majority of it, like what well, what is it? Or Quran do you know? Maybe you'll give a an idea. Like what is what is the thing you track every day, every night? It's just like you know, you know when you're fundraising and you're like, we're almost at a hundred thousand, and like every day you're like, we're at ninety-seven thousand, we're at ninety-eight thousand, <laughs> like, like
2: there's that thing you track, right? I think what he's tracking is reverse engineering his goals. I think he has the end goal in mind, and week to week, if things are leading and building up towards that goal, that's what he's tracking towards success. But I think there has to be a majority goal at the end of it that maybe he he doesn't want to share, but. To me. I think, you I, think, <laughs> I
0: think it doesn't hurt. I think the audience is curious. They want to know what you track, right?
2: We'll leave that for another I pod.
1: No, for me it's for me it's the actions that I take on a day-to-day. So if I'm taking action towards that list, that to me is success.
2: I think that's too broad. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is. Hard. I think how I track it from a emotional standpoint is different than how I track it from like a physical, like monetary standpoint. So how I track it is if, if each kid that comes in and each parent is happy with me and see me as more like, a lot of the kids, like there's, there's even some that say, you know, they let me make their kids life decisions. Hey, should you go to the gym now? Hey, is, is he okay to be left alone, right? So when I get that level of trust and I have that connection with somebody, I see that as trackable success because I'm not only a lot of these kids could even come to my future wedding for who knows when that would be, right? But, um, man's right now thinking about his wedding, like,
0: which kids do I no, make? No, no. which didn't make the cut? <laughs> they didn't make the draft, bro. This one he joined last week, he ain't making the cut. No, no, no.
2: <laughs> I'm, Riley, he's been around since last year, he's making the cut. No, but. There's like, I mean, like I have a lot of genuine relationships and I have a lot of relationships with people that I might've only met five times. So you're tracking how happy you make the parents and the
0: kids on a week to week, day to day basis.
2: Are kids happy? Are kids learning? Those are the two intangibles that I can't change. If a kid leaves unhappy as much as he doesn't, like if he can't learn, that That's a double negative to me.
0: How many kids this past week or past month left happy? And how many learned something?
2: Bro, every kid. Every kid. There's not a single kid that's not going to leave ITD. Do you have a number? 40. Um, okay, nice. See, good.
0: I like that. I'm glad. Okay, we have a number. I'm very satisfied. Okay? So, then the... the the KPI nerd in me, the, the the one that thinks about numbers, because at the end of the day, when you run a business, you have to think about numbers. I'm just going to share mine. And I, genuinely, I was curious to know what your guys is. And I think every business owner who is so hungry and driven to become the best at what they do, they need to know what they're tracking. And it could be different. It doesn't need to be Revenue right? Profits. Yes, that matters. Of course it does. But what I track with what I do running my own dojo is how many members do I have? How many members do I currently have? That is a big part of what defines my definition of what success means to me, because I want to make an impact on hundreds of thousands of millions of billions of lives so where do i start i start with well how many people are willing to see me on a day-to-day week-to-week basis in my classes that i teach in my academy now the second part of that is this how many people have shown up what what was the biggest class i had this past week ultimately the second thing is how many people actually ended up showing up now based off these two things that is what is going to drive me to wake up every day for it to get to 250 in two locations each. That, that, that is what is, is my goal. And every day I'm working towards that and having 100 people in an open mat on a weekend. That's the goal. So I say that because now to answer the question, when I look back on when I was in the corporate world I won't forget the number I had 97 active clients but the desire to get that to 100 it was so much less than what my desire is right now when I went from zero clients three months ago zero people enrolled in our classes to 60 in 90 days now
2: wow, that's amazing thanks brother I appreciate that
0: and i'm i'm ecstatic about it. I'm like I'm I'm through the roof about that. But it's because i go back to what is my definition of success and and what am i made to do in my business? And what should i be tracking? I'm telling you right now if i track profits, i wouldn't be at this point right now. So, my answer to this question is when i was in the corporate field, why i struggled so badly to get from 97 to 150 is because what the higher-ups were pushing on me for and what I was even trying to convince myself had nothing to do with the reason why I'm in this in the first place. I was just getting motivated by, you're gonna make this much extra, this bonus, or it was all Mm money-driven, or it was all, you're gonna get this potential promotion, but let's face it, like I just genuinely want people to have a better relationship with fitness and I want them to learn how to protect themselves. So if I have the opportunity now to Omid's point, because I've been there, man. One of the biggest reasons why I don't want to be in the corporate field is for someone to go to me and be like, you can't do that. The more you tell me what I can't do for the things I want to do to get that higher, if I can't do that, I'm checked out. I'm one foot in, one foot out. But now there's nobody in the world telling me right now what I can't do for Brave, And that is so fucking empowering to know that I can make any decision. I could take a magic wand tomorrow and go, "Let's make Jujitsu 5-hour class." <laughs> like obviously like I'm not going to do that, but every month, every day, every year, I can decide what is it that I'm going to do to gain the next 10 clients in the next week and make sure my current 60 are satisfied and and and, and no single person is calling me going, "I got to cancel." that's happened it's already happened already life happens but what am i doing to make sure everyone who's coming in feels loved appreciated recognized is learning and how every other person even though we're adding is 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 still getting that like that like red carpet experience that everyone deserves to get so for me man like for people listening to this like if you're in the corporate world and you've been like shafted of your ability to make decisions and you tried because that first step is try. Don't be out here being like, I can't do what I want to do. Well, did you ask? Ask first because let's face it, there's some amazing companies out there Mm -hmm. that will allow you. But there's also some where they have an agenda. They've got targets to hit. And when they start to really push that on you, you can feel it. And then you start becoming robotic in the process and you're no longer the genuine person that came into that industry in the first place to change people's lives. You're just another robot. And then you start realizing when you look in the mirror, when you clock out, that you're still that same robot that is at work 40 hours a week. So don't be out here saying it's easy to separate who you are as a person at work and who you are at home. No, you're the same fucking person. Don't lie to yourself. In my honest opinion, I remember, like, there'd be jokes about it where it'd be like, and, and and I even still sometimes will catch myself where, like, corporate Kenny comes out. Well, like, I'm just like this, like, this, like, uh, I don't even know how to word it. Like, someone who's, like, just politically correct with everything they say and how they say it and comes off salesy. No, man, like, look at what, like, the corporate world did in, in terms of the negative. Is it turned me into someone that... Is who the higher up corporation is trying to mold me into to make sure that profits and sales get made at the end of the day. But then I snapped out of it and I realized that like I want to do it my way. And the last three months, it's my way seems to be working. You know, so I think it's really important that if people are ever on the like ever unsure, try it. Right, we've had plenty of podcasts talking about turning your side hustle into your full time. You know, career, but you have to try. You
1: know, I think uh, I, th- I think definitely try, but I also think that not everyone's made to be number one. Mm-hmm.
0: No, that that's true too. Like, no one can not everyone can do what we do. <laughs>
1: yeah, no, that's that's I I I I think I think some people a lot, a lot of people are meant to work for someone. They they're the number twos,
0: the threes, the fours, the tens or twenties in in companies, and and they thrive too. Well, I want to add this right now. If you're listening to our podcast and you've been listening to our podcast, I'm under the assumption that we're talking to people who want to eventually run their business or become the cream of the crop, the highest of what they do, yeah. even if it's in a corporate atmosphere where you do want to make the decisions. Yeah,
1: exactly. But I think,
0: I, I think again, it doesn't have to be like, and again, I I
1: will disagree with both of you. I think it doesn't have to be your own business i think a lot of people are meant to be the twos and the threes in companies and you can flourish you can have equity you can have a piece of the pie and you can have a fucking fantastic life and have none of the risks as the ceo you don't have to have any of the risks you don't have to go to bed at night knowing that you have to have 60 people in the gym happy satisfied and when one person cancels you're gonna lose your shit Two people cancel, you're gonna lose your shit because why it hurts you more when someone cancels because why? Because it's your baby that you've built to this point. You think you're you think the number twos, the threes, the fours, yeah, sure, they might care, but they're not gonna care as much as you, right? and they're not gonna go to bed at night sleepless, and oh my god, what what's gonna happen? But the CEO, the guy that's built the company from the ground up, he's gonna go and even even for me, I've had a project a month ago that we did not fulfill what we intended to do we didn't deliver the highest quality product and it was and it hit me like it hit me for a good like a good two weeks and i did everything in my power but i took the shit that came with it but my the people that i work with it it just you know it does hurt them they they understand the the, the severity but it's not like how it hit me you know what i mean so it's i'm not saying that you can't be successful I'm not saying that, I'm, I'm I'm saying that you can be you can be just as successful in working for someone. However, I would say the biggest fulfillment comes from doing your own thing
2: and owning your own shit. And I think like how you said, if if you have an idea and you can't express it because you're limited to a corporation's uh, ideologies and their brand identity, then you're trapped. I hate I. There's nothing I hate more. I will give up money to not be trapped. Exactly. Because my freedom means more to me than working for a corporation in that regard. If a corporation allows me to express my express everything freely, which is hard to find, but I'm sure you could find it. That's what actually has made me like want to have my own business because Absolutely. I'm not caged ever. And if you're going to cage me, I'd I'd rather be broke. But
1: here's the thing, and another thing, yeah, and I, and I like that, but there's only I would I would argue that there's There's only a handful of people, not a handful, but there's, there's a lot of people that, that don't want that cage and, and they flourish without the cage, but some people flourish in the sandbox. You need to give them a sandbox.
2: I just don't know what it feels like to want to be in the sandbox. So I'm speaking from the perspective of, I just, I can't even imagine it, you know, but I get it. I understand. I think it's, there's so many different ways to just go home from work, watch Netflix and like all those, all these things just don't make sense to me the same way. Right. But I also understand how nice and comfortable that would feel because who knows, maybe I'm working all this hard to one day, uh, come home, not do anything, watch Netflix with my kids and be in that sandbox.
0: If you like video games, then running your own business is like a never ending video game. And you're like the main character of the video game and you get to, you get to enter that game whenever you like, any time of day, any, any day of the week. You get to just go and press that button, which is anywhere on your body and go let's play and go about your life. So uh, I'm curious, I want to ask you guys. Is, is ITD Academy hiring? They are yeah. Uh, what, what rules are available?
2: right now roles uh definitely trainer um i think finding somebody to duplicate myself Mm. is needed but it's hard because some of the experiences that i've been able to learn and some of the people that i've been able to meet i've kind of mixed and blended those people so trying to find somebody who could basically teach what i teach and obviously it's not hard at the end of the day it's basketball but somebody who's also genuine as a person because I think a lot of the times why people come back is they've had good experience with me. They their parents trust me just as much as um, just as much as the product quality. Like you're asking, what are my checklist items that I look for week to week? It's our kids getting better. Because actually, if kids aren't getting better, then why would they come back? Why would how could itd even grow in terms of mm. anything physical, monetary, whatever it is. If the kids aren't getting better, so what I look for is results for the kids before I look for anything in return for me. Respect, man. I like that. See, respect. I told you. Yo, word. <laughs> See, that's a full
0: circle. Is, uh, is Q Films hiring? Uh, we are not, no. Is Q Films planning on hiring after the uh, um, Patrick Bet David conference? <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. If someone were to knock on your door right now and be like I want to work for you, would you entertain the idea?
1: Uh actually I've had uh, quite a few people that have come filmmakers and stuff and producers that want to work for Q Films, but why what's what's the what's the what, what were
0: we getting at from a point here? I'm just curious. Oh. There is a point. I'm genuinely curious and it's good for the audience to know. But my point I'm trying to get to is I'm curious. What what would it be like working for you guys? Because at the end of the day, we're a corporation, mm-hmm. right? Like you're building your own empire. And that's the thing that I really like it dawned on me when you guys were talking, where it's like at the end of the day, these corporate companies, they started somewhere where they didn't even have the element of being corporate, mm-hmm. but they got so big that it had to have policies, procedures, and everything that comes in place with the corporate atmosphere. <laughs> but like on the pursuit of you guys building yours, let's flip the script again. Why, why would I want to work for and with you guys? If now it's, let's face it, we're all in our early stages. We're in the stages right now where aside from the founders, the creators, and who you guys partner with and who I'm partnering with, aside from that, the, the next person that comes and decides to really stick it out, like, let's just say they're like, yo, I want to work for Brave, ITD, or Q Films, and they stick it out for at least five years. They're that B player. In, from my perspective at least they're that person where like they're gonna have a huge role to play mm-hmm. so if it's not working their way up in a corporation but it's with a startup let's call it that what perks does this person have like wh- wh- essentially what's the vibe and culture like at your guys's company why why would that person want to stay what are those meetings gonna be like
2: well I think I have um, I have one guy kind of working under ITD and the way that we interact is he has his clients, I have my clients, but also we we make it very welcoming. It's like, I think in fitness industries or training, it's like, oh, I can't train with both of them, right? Why, if they end up wanting to train, like a lot of times I even tell my kids, you know, you've done enough of this, go try something with Dante, right? Or you've done enough of this, go spend some some of your own time. It's not like I'm trying to keep you forever. Cause in fact, if I keep you forever, it's not, I'm not doing my job. I'm just trying to take your money. So I've actually told many kids to, that they've done enough training. It's best that they try it on their own now and you've learned how to do that. So take it, uh, take it themselves from there. But I think the culture that's really important for me is there's a lot of people that get the opportunity to be role models for kids that don't do the best job, right? So from basketball aside, one like baseline that I have is you must be a good good person and in order for you to be a role model and in order for you to even impact a kid's life past basketball you have to be that good person so being genuine being somebody who believes in growth and always growing and molding that mindset into the kid is what I look for before I even look at the basketball side that's number one and then after that is okay well how much do you care about those things and if you're already doing the growth side and Have that open mind to grow then they're only going to get better as as trainers as well so i would definitely say being a great human first being a great communicator and then being able to freely express like dante has his own ways i have my own ways i i think that if if it's not making the kid better then it's a problem but if it's different than mine it's not a problem at all wow i like
0: that man i really like that it all goes back to the very common theme I'm hearing you mention, which is, is this going to make our students better? And I love that duality between you and the other trainer. You know, Or the uh, the person you work with. Definitely,
2: alongside. I think one last thing I'll add is, at the end of the day, I look at these kids like, I I know 20 years from now, we could have a conversation and, and be very, like, I, I hope to hear that some of the kids had, that had terrible mindsets coming into it, that didn't even end up playing basketball past a certain point will come back to me and be like, you know, that those weeks and months of training changed my entire life and outlook on how I approach things. That's what I care more about more than basketball itself. And I think basketball is like the outlet I get to use in order to teach them that.
0: Dude, that's so cool. I like that. It goes beyond what happens on the court. And I could really tell to how much you care about um, building these kids into the men and women that they're going to become because so much of basketball has shaped your identity, not just through the actual sport itself, but the 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 values and characteristics that basketball looks for in a person, right? Mm-hmm. Man, you're going to get me emotional right now, bro. Challenge <laughs> you, bro. It gets deep. Remember what I said earlier? I've been getting emotional lately. I'm my feelings. How about you, dog? Well, for me,
1: uh, I think... From the Q Film side of things, um, because we're a video media production company, it's, it's you know we're creatives, right? So um, my my goal, and I've always told my guys, um, the two guys that have worked with me for a number of years, and I and you guys know them very well, I've always said that Q Films is a vessel. It's not going to be your it's not going to be your end all be all, and I know that because they're creatives. As creatives, we want blank canvases and we want to be able to grow and we want to be able to add these layers and build this like crazy foundation of creativity and q films might not be that end-all be-all you might not stick around for 10 20 years i hope i can cultivate that culture and i hope that as the years go on we do more great grandiose projects and we work with incredible companies and we're able to travel and do all these things. And I've sold the vision to the, you know, I'm, I'm constantly selling my vision to the guys. I'm constantly saying we're, we're, we're getting there. You know, we got the office now we're, we're going to do this. And this is the plan for the next six to 12 months. It's a constant selling of the vision because I want them to stick around. I'm working for them. They're not working for me. And I try to cultivate that sort of, um, culture, within our lean team the team that we have i i the as long as there's a certain bar that's that's met so i i have a bar of expectation from a standpoint of projects and professionalism and what we do for for projects if we if we hit those bars i there's a ton of privileges that come their way because they're creatives some creatives work better at night some creatives work better in the morning. Some creatives don't want the the nine to five corporate vibe, so that's okay. But we still are running a ship. The ship needs to still move. So how can I cater it to your to the way you want to live your lifestyle? Do you edit better at night? Do you like to work from home and have that sort of hybrid lifestyle? Do you like to come to the office? What do you What are your ticks? How do you? I'm trying to learn about you and how how and that's that only works with our lean team right now, right? But if I can make it a nice, comfortable place for you to work in, and allow you to thrive in in, in, in the way you want to thrive, as long as we're hitting goal, like our projects and we're we're doing the things that we set out to do, you don't have to come to the office at nine a.m. if that's not your shit, right? But the the due date's there, right? We got we got we got to hit things on a certain certain time period. So for me, I try to. Um, I try to allow the guys to flourish in the way they want to because I felt their position. I've been in those positions. I've been, I've worked with people that don't that 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 crush that spark and that fire and that flame, and don't allow me to make those mistakes or don't allow me to like work the way I want to work. Right? And and there are times where. You know, you got to put your foot down or you got to say certain things or there has to like you have to do certain things. There's late evening, you know, shoots, long weekend projects. We've had we had a project that was due yesterday at four. I'm texting guys like, yo, you got to like, where is the Dropbox link? You know what I mean? It's a long weekend. But they know that there's privileges that come with that. Yes, they're working on a long weekend, but. They know the They know my expectations. They know the vibe. So, and if I can cultivate that, then they'll be willing. They they have been, and they've been willing to work on those evenings and weekends. And the more I can give them and give them the tools and the 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 little the, the quote unquote sandbox that they're willing to to work in, then I get more out of them than they get out of me. You know what I mean? But it's a, again, for me, it's a constant selling of the vision. It's a constant push towards you know, continuing to push the bar high, but it's also exciting in that growth, right? There's, I've told the guys too, I'm like, we got an office now. It's like, we're going to ramp up, you know? Now the office is not just to come here and just chill and socialize. Like, we're going to ramp up on projects. We're going to have people, clients come in and out. Like, there's a lot more responsibility that comes with it, but it's going to be a fun ride. But I know that this might not be for you. This might... Q Films is might might just be a stop in your journey, and that's okay. But I'm hoping that if this stop in your journey, I, I hope that this is a place where you can look back on and say, "Damn, you know what? Omid was like a fucking dope guy to work with. He really cultivated. He really cultivated that that moment in my life when I was struggling and I didn't have this and I didn't have that. He made my work and my day to day like extremely enjoyable and." I'm hoping I can have that sort of impact with the team that I'm working with right now.
0: Wow, bro. Like, that's crazy. That's like, damn. No, but for real, man, both of you, like, I'm in awe right now because you're everything, and whether it's conscious or subconscious, you're everything that your previous managers weren't to you. Mm-hmm. and you do it the same thing every, right it's crazy you do everything in your power to not be them and from like a perspective of trauma related incidents like that is powerful whether you've consciously worked on that had some element of therapy had some element of like sitting yourself down and just checking yourself it's beautiful, man. Because ultimately, like, you work for a films, you have flexibility. And it goes back to a lot of the things you've said is ownership. You want to work home? Great, do it. But here's the deadline. Make it happen. And I won't bug you. And you're like that naturally as a person. You know, like, that's beautiful, man. That's cool. Like, I'll tell you guys right now, and I mean this genuinely. When I go back eight years ago to, like, the kid who was like third year uni, declaring his major in marketing. And if I were to look, and I can at this point in life, if I were to look, if that was me right now, and I saw what you two were doing as like these like people I wanted to be in my future, I would do everything in my fucking power to work for you guys. Like I I, I would I would knock on both your guys' doors. I would do whatever I could to like schmooze you guys, sit down with you guys, have coffee with you guys. And like, be like, I want to work for you. Like, I'll work for you guys for free. And I mean that because I know you guys personally, but also just even what you guys both just said, I hope that some other 20-year-old is listening to this and does everything in his or her power to, to work for you guys. Because you guys, you guys know exactly where you want to take things. You guys give flexibility and you bring your heart into the work you do. Who else does that nowadays? Like, Let's face it. It's, in my opinion, tough to come by. There's a reason why for five years I've only ever had zero people. Zero. Zero. Maybe one person. But zero. Ask. Can I do the podcast with you? Like, Can I be your... Ho- I, I want to have these kind of conversations with you guys. Because guess what? No one fucking thinks this way. There's not many people where we're from think this way. Are there people that respect and want to put money and want to put time and energy into being our customers and potentially working for us? Yes. But the way you guys operate is on a whole other level. And that's why I'm on Second Floor Podcast with you two. You know, because we level up in everything we do. And you guys help remind me with Bravé. If there's someone out there that wants to work for us, I now think about what we want to cultivate. And it's, number one, you have to be a coach. That's got to be embedded in your DNA. Like, I mean, you were just born with the element of wanting to help people. Someone who's on a roster right now, Prince, that is in him. Mm-hmm. That is just even more aware now that he looks at himself the way he always wanted to. So ever since he took after his body, naturally, let's face it, the confidence that was always there skyrocketed. And he's someone who just naturally, any person he meets, they remember his name. That was not taught. So when you meet someone like Prince, Yeah. Skip the interview process. The interview was you running 50 kilometers when you decided that you wanted to do it two weeks into being my client and saying you've never ran more than 5K. That is someone I want on my team. And I want someone on my team who genuinely loves jujitsu, is a martial artist. It's one of the biggest reasons why I hired a marketing team to, to help us with our marketing for the past three months. They're all martial artists. I respect that. You train martial arts. You care about the things that I'm selling. 100%. Skip the interview process. Take my money. If you train, you've you you, you you've been through it. Let's do this. And, and other things is, let's face it, you have something I don't have. There's something you offer that I just don't have. KB offers that. Outside of him being my brother, it's a no-brainer. If I wasn't related to KB and he was my partner, I'd be ecstatic. Mm-hmm. I still am. But it's like, okay, like, I am in no way capable of running an MMA gym in Edmonton with what I do and with what I know. There's things he's bringing to the table that I loved even what you said, Karam, like it, it, it resonated with me. Even our clients say it. They're like, oh, we get very different style from KV and you, but we don't mind. We love it. Like, it's like, it's crazy how similar you guys are, but so different. I love that. Let's keep that. Because that's all about the brand is like, let, let's get you to experience different things. So... I think it's cool what we're doing, guys. Honestly, like this is beautiful. I think you guys should take a second to appreciate even like where you guys are at right now with what you're doing. Because uh, it's nice, man. It's nice to be able to like take a second to
2: realize, right? Likewise, bro. I think hopefully in years time we can even look back on this one and be like, you know, this is how we uh track success. Podcasting. And talking about that shit. This is my diary, man. This is his diary. Dear diary. Only Kenny will take a 45-minute pod and turn it into two hours. Usually, we told this guy, bro, 15 minutes each topic, right? (laughs) This guy said, they want to try me? next topic hell no (laughs) no because
0: like my boy Karab says content is king baby so we got content for days we're gonna splice this and dice this and get this to a streaming platform near you if you like this please like share comment send this to a buddy a players b players c players all the way to jet players (laughs) you guys want any last notes Okay, this episode is sponsored by ITD Academy. If you want to level up your game in basketball, look no further. Hit up my boy, it's K Sultan, and he's got your back. And this episode is sponsored by the absolute best company on earth to do all of your video, all of your photos, all of your editing for your wedding. You know what? Leave it up to Q Films. Hit up my boy Cassius at Q A S H U S. Check out when he's dropping his latest album and hit him up for a free, and I said it, free consultation on how you could turn your wedding into a week to remember. And lastly, Brave MMA and Fitness. Coming out to the west side of Edmonton. If you want to elevate your game in martial arts, learn the fundamentals of how to protect yourself. And if you're a parent or you are just someone who is struggling with pick up and drop off and you want to be able to train at the same place where your kids do, let's shave off the time and let's increase the gains at the same time. Come on over to brave MMA and Fitness. Say that you heard us on the podcast and I swear to you, I'll give you a free month of training. This is the only offer we're giving, is a free month of training from the podcast. That's 28 days of you and your kids being able to try out absolutely everything we have to offer. Just come on down. Um, We're currently piloting in our home studio location, but we're going to be in the West End, 3,200 square feet, coming in the fall. Tune in. Thank you. That is a wrap.